My guests today are Simone de Rochefort and Brian Gilbert. My name is Charlie Hall, and you're listening to Polygons Quality Control. Simone and Brian, thank you guys for coming today so much. Oh my gosh, you've got in your hot little hands the Nintendo Labo, or is it the Labo? Help me out here. I think, well, we've been deciding on Labo, I think, like laboratory, as if you were going to continue. Although, I don't know, Pat Gill continues to say Labo. I don't think, I think he's wrong. It's word of God for Nintendo. It is Labo, like laboratory. But for some reason, even knowing this, I consistently pronounce it wrong. Well, I like Labo, so let's stick with Labo as we go forward. Um, (laughs) But but that's wrong! (laughs) (laughs) It's my show, Simone. Labo. All right, Labo, we'll go with Labo, you win. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really interested in this, this series of games or series of devices because I have all these tiny short people that I live with, my eight-year-old, my four-year-old daughter. Is this a kid's toy? What is this thing? Your kids are going to go buck wild over this thing. Yeah. It's definitely the most fun I've, like, uh, I say this as basically still a kid. I feel like I'm still considered a kid around the Polygon office, so I am really a big fan of it. Um, It's just, it's very imaginative in a way that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Like, I knew it was going to be Nintendo's weird DIY fun thing, but it's got a lot more to it than just the simple fold-up cardboard and make some toys. Yeah, I think what was so delightful about it when we were exploring it, it it, it genuinely does give you, even as an adult, a sense of discovery because you're following these instructions and you're gradually watching this thing that you're creating take shape. And then in the play section of the uh, of of creating the RC cars which is what we first built there's very little guidance in terms of how to play with it it presents you with the buttons and you're kind of asked to just press them and find out what they do so for us that was a process of like oh let's press this oh my god that does the weirdest thing that i would never expect and it was very it, it was it was genuinely like a joyful experience mm-hmm. well i guess we're doing it a little backwards here I, I, I explain to me what the experience is even just opening the box like what are you presented with uh, when you open up uh, the the basic kit? We won't get into kind of the robot kit quite yet, but but what what's in there, and how do you get started even with Labo? So it it is just sort of a flat packed, I don't know, thirty or so sheets of cardboard. Uh, right in the very top of it, there's kind of like a. I guess you could call it a quick start guide that just tells you what you need to do to even get started into Labo. You got a standard uh, switch cartridge, and then right at the very top is the first actual sheet you use in their sort of learn how to do Labo, which is kind of a small little pod that you put the Joy-Con in. It's not used for anything, uh, but I think they did that so that way you don't screw up the first thing you make and then not be able to play um so it it gives you a chance to to kind of get started on something simple and unnecessary so that way you can be a little bit better when you start doing the things uh that actually are the toys Mm -hmm. and each of the sheets of uh cardboard that's in there is full of these perforated shapes so you kind of just punch them out with your fingers you don't use scissors or glue or anything you just punch out the shapes and you fold tabs over and kind of slot them together and it creates a surprisingly sturdy 
product <laughs> yeah. is what we found. Um, and the, the simplest thing to make, which is what I would recommend anyone make if you end up with the, the variety pack, is the RC car. Uh, there are the materials in the variety kit for, sorry, it's the variety kit, not the variety pack. There are materials in the variety kit for two of these. And this is just a, a two-piece project. There's one that's the body of the car and then another that's a purely decorative antenna that you stick on your switch. And we did this in about 10 minutes and we had this silly little toy. And, and you're able to use the switch and, and the little controllers vibrate and, and cause the car to kind of drive across the table? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, the process of building it, uh, I was surprised to find out that there are no paper instructions in that come with the Labo. It is all on the game cartridge. So you put that cartridge in first thing, and you end up in the create section of the program. And that kind of walks you through. Brian, you were uh, using the, the walkthrough most. So do you mm -hmm. want to talk about how that works? Yeah, so it's a one full length. I guess you can call it a video, even though you can move it around and kind of rotate the shapes in case you're confused about, I don't know, which way you should be holding each of the little perforated pieces. Um, but it's pretty simple. You just either use the Joy-Con to like hold A to continue to go forward or backward. Uh, you can pause whenever you want by just not pressing the button. Um, and I learned last night when I was up until like one in the morning creating the piano um, that you can go fast mode. So that way, if you're <laughs> like me and impatient and you just want to skip to the end of it and see how it's fully created, you can do that, too. Um, and so it's but it, it's very deliberate in showing you that you should make sure you fold all of the creases beforehand because that's super important to make sure it like fits together correctly. Um, but it's very, very clear clear instructions i've you know made miniatures and like you know gundams and things where you snap things out similarly to this um but this is probably the the cleanest and most intuitive way i've ever seen of building things yeah our impression was almost that it was a little it was hand holding us a little too much as adults I've, i think for kids it'd be great but it, it was very clear like these are the tabs you fold you folded the tabs now you're gonna fold it again and you know we'd be like two steps ahead and we'd be like oh 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 yeah okay we did that we did that yeah. it's good oh uh, well that that really is the dream for a parent like me right because you always you pick up these kids toys and you end up having to translate or mediate the experience for your child and for whatever bad instructions or bad components are in the box it sounds like it's just it really well thought out really slick really glossy and I, I want to see my kids succeed with this thing I can't wait to get a hold of one for the family but like Okay, so I have a car now. Then what? So it's surprisingly in-depth after that, where I thought I was like, oh, so you just press these two buttons and then you that's it. Like this, and now you have a thing that moves around. Um, you can actually open up. Uh, one of the cool things about all of Labo is that it gives you a lot of like in-depth customizability if you want to go there. Like with the piano, it gives you just a standard keyboard originally, but then it's like, hey, if you want to, you can go into the studio where you can learn how to change octaves. You can learn how to make your own waveforms for it. Like it can get pretty in like deep and it t teaches you about envelopes and like, I don't know, that's the music side of things. But what we're talking about is the RC car, which is <laughs> also similarly in depth where you can open it up. You can change the uh, hertz of the rumble so how fast it's rumbling so that way you can kind of make it easier to go forward or backward and it just uh by exploration teaches you how to change the movement of the car mm -hmm. uh, so i'll 
clarify here, how the RC car moves is that there are two slots in the side of, of, of the car shape, which is less of a car and more of a bug. It has like six <laughs> legs. Mm -hmm. So there are two empty slots. You stick the Joy-Cons in those slots, and when you press the buttons on the Switch's screen, the, the Joy-Cons will rumble. And that rumbling kind of makes the car chug forward um, just by virtue of kinetic energy. <laughs> Uh, so, like Brian said, you can change the hertz of each Joy-Con so that you can make faster turns or things like that. I think they do rumble. Um, I, I was reading online that the Joy-Cons have, like, different levels of rumble in them naturally. Like, they're not totally matched. So, we did need to adjust that to make the car go straight in the first place. But there are a bunch of other functions when you press this button that kind of opens the hood, quote-unquote, of the car interface on your Switch... And suddenly you have all these other options, like an infrared, a screen that shows the infrared view of the right Joy-Con, which has the infrared camera in it. What? There's yeah. like a little bell that you can press that will start like a 20 second timer for <laughs> a race or something. Uh, there's an automatic mode where you flip a switch and then if you have something that can be seen in infrared in front of that camera the the car will move automatically towards that thing which was the weirdest yeah, i know i know and like honestly i wish that i could properly describe what this screen looks like like i sent it to ben kuchera last night and he was like Are, is this metal gear solid this is so weird and it is like it it's such a weird mm -hmm. surreal thing but what's cool about it i think is that on that screen, there's nothing can really go wrong. You just press stuff and things change and you play with it and you discover what the heck all these buttons do. Yeah. And that was so fun. And even throughout when we were trying to explore new things, like when we accidentally found out that when Simone flipped the Joy-Cons over, the screen would explode. And yeah. I was like, what? Sorry, what just happened there? But it's they continue to put like weirder and weirder things in there that you would kind of ex like discover as you go. And that's, uh, I mean, the joy of these Labo Toy-Cons. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned the car first, because uh, uh, tonight and tomorrow, my, my daughter and I are actually building a Pinewood Derby racer for her Girl Scout troop, which is, you know, that same kind of thing. Like, what is friction? And what is, you know, how does the wind resistance? And what about the weight and gravity? It sounds like, you know, you're just... You're doing very similar things by opening up and unpacking, and like, what, what, what kid is going to learn the word hurts? Now they're going to learn the word hurts from their Nintendo Labo. It's yeah, um, that's the, true. And the beauty of it is that one. There, so there are three screens that are related to the Labo. There's Make, which is just the instructions on how to make it. Play, which is obviously the games you have, um, and then there's Discover, and that's something I've got a lot into when I was building the piano. But in the RC car, uh, you not only learn how it works, so it'll it'll t teach you why the rumble makes the car go forward. It'll k give you more in-depth things. Again, in the piano side of stuff, you can like learn about waveforms if you wanted to. Uh, but it does it in standard uh, Nintendo fashion. It's got that kind of like Paper Mario funny language as it goes through. It gives you little like. I guess you call them mascots or characters um, that teach you about all of the discovery things. Professor um, Jerry. Yeah, there's Professor Jerry Rig, um, which no! all, yeah, there's uh, there, dad jokes. There's excellent. So great. It's it's. I mean, it's what you come to expect from uh, Nintendo, but they've managed to turn the I don't know sometimes stale IKEA like explanations into something very fun and enjoyable. Um, and even during the the building process, there are goofy little lines that 
maybe as adults make us laugh a little bit funnier about like does it fit in the hole and like you can appreciate there's there's just a kind of a, a joy as even through the mundane parts of my it. favorite one because you you turn the patterns over to do the folding and when it was time to turn the rc car upright it was like upsy daisy i was like oh yes that's cute <laughs> Well, now you guys are kind of tracking your adventures through the Nintendo Labo products. They're going to show up on our YouTube channel, of course. Go to YouTube, look for Polygon. There's also some really good pictures showing up on our Instagram, which has recently sprung back to life. So look uh, on Instagram for polygon.com, all, all words, P-O-L-O-Y-G-O-N-D-O-T-C-O-M. But um, tell, me about, tell me more about this piano here. This was one of the more interesting things that I saw when they first pitched it. To describe it to folks, it, it just kind of looks like a little, looks like a little cardboard box, and it seems like you slide the, the switch screen into the front of it. But like, what what are you actually building into the guts of the thing, and how does it work? So I was in my in my sleepy state of making this all last night. You're supposed to, it gives you a, a each of the different projects gives you a kind of a time range. And for this one, it says up to like three hours or so. It didn't take me that long. It, it, it took me about an hour 40 to to build this. But that's an hour 40 of like folding and punching exactly. out and putting tabs yeah. in. Wow. OK. Yeah. But it, it, it throughout the entire thing, it would be like, oh, this next part is very tedious. Maybe take a break right now, which is very classic. <laughs> Nintendo. It's a classic Nintendo thing, um, but the the whole uh, it, what I found super interesting about it is that you have these reflective tape stickers as you. Uh, put uh, um, all of the keys together and all of the knobs and different buttons that you put into the uh, piano. And that's actually what shows um, the infrared camera what is being played. So you have the uh, right Joy-Con that's stuck into the back of the piano, and it's got a few uh, full view of the inside of the piano. And every time you press down one of the keys, kind of like a hammer in an actual piano, the back lifts up, and then it shows one of the reflective stickers and so that infrared camera recognizes that and then plays the note that is bonkers that is so <laughs> clever yeah it's incredibly clever there's I'm, i was uh, astonished even so you have four different knobs that you can put into the actual thing and then turn them around and i, I was like how are they going to tell the difference between each of these things um but again they have different sizes or different numbers of these uh reflective tapes that wrapped around them which is i guess how the joy con recognizes which one you've put in and each one of those knobs putting it in uh changes the sound of it uh, and i think the coolest part of the whole a labo piano is that one of the sounds you can play actually rumbles the Joy-Con to make the correct note. So you put it on the box of the actual piano, and then you press C, and then it rumbles a C on top of the box, which reverberates and then makes the noise. It's kind of like a tuning fork, but with a Joy-Con. And it's, again, something I would have not expected from a piano. I was was expecting everything to come out of the speaker, and at 1.30 in the morning last night, I was like, oh, wow, it's so exciting. (laughs) Wow. Well, you're Pat or Brian, you're a musical guy. Like what does this is this a useful learning device? Is this a useful performance device? Like how in depth is this little piano? 
it's very i would say it does i mean if you wanted to as like a professional musician use it it's you know a little stunted but if as a like i wish i had this growing up like everything that i loved doing when i was start starting to get into music like writing little tiny songs and things this um gives you all of those options in the studio you can record things you can set the tempo by conducting with the other joy con you can um change again i mentioned waveforms you can uh they they give you two different things so they give you a sine wave which is just like a beep which is simple it gives you a a, a triangle wave which gives you that sort of 8-bit like crunchy sound that you can play but then they say you can trace out one of the little cardboard slips that goes into it into the shape of a wave whatever you want it to be and then it puts it in the infrared camera reads that waveform and then whatever you play on the piano plays in that wave which is absurd it's the craziest thing i've ever seen so again like if you wanted to get that in depth i'm sure you could have a like that's amazing and i i if i were again i mean i'm I'm 24 i'm still enjoying this i'm still gonna go play with this but like if i were back 12 years old this would be the coolest thing Oh, wow. That's, that's so very interesting. So you talk about, um, drawing and creating your own pieces to create this wave form. One of my concerns, you know, just as a a dude with big fingers, who's a little clumsy and breaks stuff occasionally, like it's cardboard, man. Like, is this resilient? Is this going to hold up? I mean, I think uh, we found when we were starting to make the RC car yesterday that it was the the pieces that you popped out were totally fine, super resilient. Um, Nintendo mentions that you should keep all of the the things you pop out, so that way you have a thing you can trace in case one of the uh, one of the pieces breaks. Um, Those were a little less sturdy because obviously they're just small connectors. Yeah, what's ultimately left is just like this this frame where once there were your cardboard pieces that you've popped out and you know there's not a lot there it's not very sturdy i i was very pleased with the sturdiness of what we created my concern i i don't think they would stand up to like if somebody sat on it accidentally or if you got it uh wet for example Mm -hmm. like it it would eventually fall apart um and i know kids can be kind of rough so i i'm not sure like for for standard play like as an adult totally fine very impressed with how everything fits together and how high quality the cardboard is like this isn't your standard like this is not moving box cardboard this is a very sturdy piece of of paper um but i don't know i i I think i would be concerned with kids getting a little over enthusiastic or a little careless Mm -hmm. There's uh, when I had to bring in the piano through the New York subway. That was a fun experience this morning. Um, But I was able to, you know, like I I was very cautious with it. It came in totally fine. But um, I I think something that's I I I mean I don't want to couch this. It is still cardboard. You can still break it. It's up to you whether or not you think it's worth sixty nine dollars or whatever. But um, I think what this system does and what the like ability to program all of these things because mm-hmm. that's a different uh, when you get into the Labo Garage. It's called. You can just make your own programs. Um, and I think that if someone is super into this, there will come a point that they don't even really care about what they've had before. They would want to 
start developing their own things. I know The Verge, our sister site, just put out an incredible thing where they created a guitar that's not a part of the variety kit, but they made it from scratch and could play a whole song on it. Um, and that's something you can do with other cardboard. Yeah. And this is all, again, done just via their sort of basic function functional programming. It's not like coding, but it, it gives you the idea of like, oh, when you press this button, it causes the Joy-Con to rumble. That's a really good point, because like the your essential tools are the Joy-Cons mm-hmm. and the Switch. And those <laughs> are not going to break unless you do something really terrible to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So there, there are a lot of options. And if you're viewing this, I guess, as a starter kit for kind of a, a longer creative endeavor, yeah, it, it's... It's really awesome, and I, I definitely can't underestimate how fun and unexpected it was to, to play with and discover things. So, of course, you guys have been playing with the Labo Variety Kit. There's a, there's another thing out there on store shelves, or, or soon to be on store shelves. There's this robot thing, Simone? Yeah, so the robot kit is kind of, I'm viewing it as, it as like the second level of what you can do with the Labo, because it's a lot more complex. Uh, the inner workings of it are a lot more complex, and it has, I think, more intensive games associated with it. One of the questions that I've been asked a couple times is, well, should I get the variety kit or should I get the robot kit? I definitely want to say get the variety kit first because that's going to it has more options. First of all, it's it's ten dollars cheaper. It's sixty nine ninety nine versus seventy nine ninety nine. It has more options. It has these five projects that we've talked about um, and it it lets you explore beyond those five projects, like Brian was saying, because you could program them and things like that. I think the robot kit is probably going to be very, very cool. But I, I think the exploration potential that you have with the variety kit uh, is more interesting to me right now. And it's, I think, a better financial investment. Well, you guys have the piano pretty much up and running. What's what's next up and what are you looking forward to making? So we still have the fishing rod. I the, really want to make that fishing rod. I am very excited about that. Um, the There's, I think, the motorbike um and then there are just a few other um, there's the house house which is a big deal because the house apparently has a a lot of a lot more mini games than the other uh projects uh and i there's like a bowling one i don't even know i really want to find out what's in that house um but there's also a bunch of like small little things that can be um it sort of modified. I, I think one of the things that Labo does really well is not overcomplicating it immediately because I think if I had obviously done the piano and they were like, and here's this cardboard thing that you can put little circles into and that gives you the rhythm, I'd be like, this is too much. I just want to play a piano. Um, it, it, <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It's I the 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 coming. I'm I'm more excited to see whatever this fishing rod can do after just fishing because i'm sure the fishing is going to be fun but like whatever i don't know the motorbike like side mini games or like ways you can customize it that's what i'm most excited for uh, well, I'm really excited to follow along with your your exploration here of the kit and again it's called the the nintendo labo starter kit variety kit the variety kit. Okay, I'll be I'll be looking for that at the local Target. Do we know if they're they're going to come out with any additional kits? Have they announced anything like that? Do we know? They haven't announced anything, but they're calling this the variety kit one. So um, I'm pretty sure they've got they've got plans up their sleeve. All I want in the world is for a WarioWare Labo. That's Please. all I can hope for. Oh, I, that would be it's, amazing. 
It's there. I'm I'm sure that they will start to try to like put some extra things. I mean, they did it with Amiibo. They'll do it with lots of. Uh, but I I can see Nintendo using Labo in some of the more headlining games, maybe in the future, if it does well here. And I wouldn't be surprised to put see it. Put those do wishes very well. into the world, Brian. Exactly. Just say WarioWare. I just Labo want WarioWare in general. Every day. But this would be great. <laughs> Well, my guests today are Simone de Rochefort and Brian Gilbert. Thanks so much, you guys, for coming into the into the studio today to talk with us. I'm really excited to, to again, like I said, to follow your adventures. Uh, and, and thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you of so course. much. It was fun. And thanks to you at home for listening. We've got a lot more on Polygon.com, including a bunch of videos featuring Simone and Brian and their journey through the Labo line. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Simone and Brian. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Media Podcast Network.